witchcraft is a very broad umbrella mm. and it means very different things to different people. And to me, it's it's being a part of the world that we live in and being present with that. Hi, I'm Gemma Petherbridge and this is the Higher Self School podcast. Each month we explore topics that are perfect for the spiritually inclined and curious. So if you're part of the awakened generation, this podcast is perfect for you. Hello everybody and welcome back. So to continue this month's episode, Modern Witchcraft, I am completely blessed to be joined by mother and daughter team, Laura and Ellen. Ellen originally set up the magazine Witches Magazine in 2019. She will tell you the story when we get to the interview. And then later on, her mother, Laura, took it over. Now this has got to be one of my favourite interviews so far. They are such a genuine team. They really speak from the heart and I really, really enjoyed doing this episode. So like me, I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, Ellen and Laura, welcome. It's lovely that you're joining us today. How are you? All right, thank you. Yeah, it's lovely to be here. Yes, we're both well. Thank you very much, Gemma. I'm Laura. And I'm Ellen. <laughs> and it's nice to have two people. It makes for quite an interesting interview. So thank you that you both could join us today. Okay, can we start by you introducing your magazine, The Witches Magazine, and maybe telling us a bit about its backstory? Is that for me? I think that's a me question. So <laughs> um, I'm Ellen. I'm, I'm the founder, so the original person that developed Witches. And in all honesty, it was I. Uh, it basically wasn't something that I ever intended to do. It sort of just fell into my lap. Um, so for background, my uh, my degree is in journalism. So I first uh, studied at Falmouth University. My bachelor's now it in makes journalism. sense. Now it makes sense. I've done a lot of these podcasty things in my time. Um, and one of my kind of third year final projects was to create a magazine, um, a niche magazine and find a gap in the market. And develop that into a 80-page magazine that could hypothetically be a real-world magazine. Um, and, you know, we were put into a group and we didn't really have a great deal in common. But the one thing that we did share was that anytime anything would go wrong in any of our personal lives, whether that be, you know, guy troubles or struggling with uni, we would always consult our tarot cards with a bottle of wine on a Friday night. That's what we did. So we thought, hey, I always works. It's every time, right? Yes. It never fails. <laughs> so we thought it's one thing that we can share and we can create. And after delving into sort of research and market research of what witches magazines looked like at the time, and this is sort of back in 2018, 2019, there wasn't a great deal of magazines out there that really valued the aesthetic and were what we like to call coffee table magazines, hmm. not the sort of thing that you sort of flip through and then throw in the recycling, but instead something that you keep and you treasure and, you know, proudly display on your bookshelf. Uh, so we found this gap in the market and created the magazine, which, you know, we all fell in love with witchcraft the more we learned about it. And so sort of, some people fell away from it over time, but it, it sort of awoke something in me that I didn't know was there. Um hmm. 
And when it came to this final presentation of what we'd done at university, had to pitch the idea and what we we created to a team of you know London editors who uh, decided that, oh, you know, this is a fantastic idea. How would you feel if we bought it off of you and, you know, went and pursued the idea? And I said, no, well, done, you guys. I'll do it myself. <laughs> so um, it turned out that nobody else is quite, you know, on the same page of wanting to start a business whilst going through the third year of uni, their final year. Totally understandable. Yeah, I, definitely. I think there was something there and I thought that we had... We built a community that shouldn't just disappear. Um, it, sh- it should turn into something. So Witches was born. Um, I created my first business. And within, I don't know, a couple of months of really launching it, I realized that I had built something quite substantial and that this had to keep going. Uh, so that's what happened. That's uh, Witches was born. And it's still alive to this day, which is wonderful. <laughs> How long ago was that? This was in 2019. Yeah, four yeah, years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That is not the answer I would have expected. It's no. quite a powerful <laughs> answer. And it shows how you can be guided into the right thing exactly. in unexpected ways. Exactly. I mean, most people are sort of, um, the questions that we're asked are, you know, who are you to create a magazine to do with witchcraft? You're not a witch. And initially I sort of went, well, I'm very new to this, but, that's part of the beauty in that I really value the beginner's mindset. And yeah. just because you know everything about a subject, actually, sometimes it's more valuable to know nothing and start from scratch and ask the quote unquote stupid questions of, well, why isn't there a magazine for people that celebrate witchcraft? And why is there not one of really high quality that acts more as a book? What, you know, shouldn't there be one? And actually, it turns out, yes, there should. And, and here it is. Mm. <laughs> so, it's not your usual route into witchcraft, but I think it's very authentic and I value that. And I kind of, I love the way that I just stumbled across it on a boozing Friday night with a bottle of wine and a tarot deck in the other hand, because it's very me. It's so <laughs> true authentic. and raw and genuine and how life actually works, isn't precisely, it? Precisely, yeah. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that you're not, like, you haven't, it's, it's, progress naturally it's not like you've been studying it all your life and this is the next like if you're new you can take people and people listening will love that because they want to feel like they can do these things rather than they're playing catch up and maybe they're missing things out or not understanding processes so do you want to carry on maybe we transition to Laura what happened next well (laughs) Um, Ellen decided at that point, um, a year in, that basically she had other things to be getting on with. And she had a conversation with me that said, I have a real problem because I want the magazine to continue. I'm not ready for it to stop yet, but I haven't got anybody that I can pass it to. Um, And I sort of said, well, you know, you're at Falmouth University studying journalism. Surely there must be somebody there. She said, actually, no. Well, there were. There were people that wanted it, but it, it was... It was Your like baby. baby. Yeah, and yeah. I built this community of people that, that really, you know, relied on each other for support and this wonderful network of people that I really worried that if I just sort of mm-hmm. handed it across to, you know, the, the London editors that wanted to buy it, who, you know, came mm-hmm. back and said, mm-hmm. you still want this. It just didn't sit right with me. It, I didn't think that they'd be able to do it justice. Um mm-hmm. 
And I wanted to not just hand over the idea, but the community and all of those little networks of people and everything that I built over it. You know, it was a labor of love, but mm. very organically. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that to be lost. Mm. So I wanted to hand it to somebody where mm. I could still sort of have input mm. and still be able to say, oh, do you remember so-and-so? They did this article. Maybe you could speak to them or still have some sort of hand in it. But mm. I went to do my master's and I did not have time to do, you know, an MSc run a magazine I was also working part-time at the same time it was it was too much so so enter stage right mum I said well would you trust me to do it and um she said of course but you've got a job and I said well I might not be doing it for much longer and so I started and I've been running it three for the last three years and I love it um, and I'm so proud of Ellen as well, because yeah. uh, one thing she didn't say is that uh, I don't know how long the course has been running at Falmer, the journalism course. But in all that time, nobody has actually taken that magazine concept and actually made it happen. And Ellen's the first one that managed to do that. So very proud, Mama. So um, <laughs> just thought, right, I've got to do it justice and and carry on uh, in the same sort of vein. And um, yeah, the, the community is just fabulous. So um, and. I love doing it and it's evolved and that's that's what's lovely about it it's sort of organic and yeah it feels real it does I, we find it quite comical because normally when you say you know it's a family business they assume <laughs> that you know the elder generations have started the business mm-hmm. and the youngsters have you know joined in but it's sort of it's reversed for us yeah but I quite like that <laughs> I think that's <laughs> lovely yeah, yeah. We, we've always been different so <laughs> <laughs> Well, well done you for actually carrying on the magazine, but also having London Press come along and say, well, but could we also have it? Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. that must have been such a motivation when you know that they're thinking it's a good enough idea. It, it was and it wasn't in the, it, it, I'm a devout feminist and it felt wrong to me for some sort of middle class straight white men to come along and take what was was mine you know essentially and was I I don't think they were the right representatives to follow on the community Mm. and I just don't I don't know I can't speak for them but I don't think they would have done it justice in the same way that you know a strong independent or two strong independent women have done Mm. We create a very different choice, and that's something that I am Mm. very keen to uh yeah Mm. to keep Mm. absolutely (laughs) Well, out of every topic you could imagine under the sun as well, if there's one topic that needs to be almost held by feminine energy, it would be witchcraft, wouldn't it? So, yes. Good for you. (laughs) Okay, so where where is the magazine today? That's a me question. That's a me question, (laughs) yes. Where is it today? Well, um, it's carrying on the same ethos and the sense of community that we have um, right from the beginning. Mm. Um, Some of our writers have been with us right from the beginning and we have new ones arriving all of the time. Some come in, some stay for a bit and then they come back. But for us, it's it's being able to provide a voice to those that want to share their experiences, whether that be trying to help support others, whether that being to educate, whether it's just sharing ideas. Um, so for me, um, yeah, it's a bit of all of that. 
but also um, because of the aesthetics that we're, that Ellen was talking about. It's about having beautiful photography and beautiful illustrations and artists and sort of trying to combine lots of different elements of witchcraft. Because let's be honest about it, witchcraft is so broad that, I mean, we could be doing this until mm -hmm. our dying days and we still wouldn't cover everything. Um, so it's it's allowing people to basically come along with some articles, some ideas, and um, and we pull it together. I sort of see it very much as a platform. Yeah, it's a platform. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, it always amazes me. I know with witchcraft, a lot of it is seasonal, seasonal but... At the beginning, uh, when I'm waiting for articles to arrive, I'm thinking, what direction is this going to take? How can I how can I structure it this time? And yet it always just organically comes together. And, you know, people send articles that just interrelate with one another. And I just I just find that incredible. But that's witchcraft for you. So <laughs> it's doing its job around mm. you. But I'm not surprised that's how the universe works, but it mm. will guide you that way. That's mm. absolutely beautiful. So you talk about your community. It sounds like that community to you is very much those who are writing, photographers, maybe artists. Is that right? No, it's broader than that. Readers as well. Yeah, I was going I to know, say it's interesting. Readers, yeah. 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 Um, and it is very interesting because many people for example, don't know about us. A friend shares and says, go and buy Witches Magazine, which they do. Then they start having a conversation with me and they start buying lots of copies. And then they start writing mm. is often the way. And that's just, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So many people uh, come to us and ask different questions. Mm. So it's it's not just about the people that are writing for us um, and providing the information. It's also yeah, we're we're a platform, a, a you know, forum for people to come and ask questions. And if we don't know the answers, then we go and find out from somebody who we think does. Yeah, I think that's um that's kind of the beauty of having some of our like you know my mum said some of our writers have been with us since day one, and their relationships that I formed all those years ago, um, and they are still mm. you know with <clears> us. And what I love is the fact that you know we often get a lot of questions, or you know, sorts of sometimes um. There are all sorts of different controversial questions surrounding different practices. Mm. And what we really enjoy mm. is, you know, we welcome that debate and mm. we like to say, okay, um, there's here's two different schools of thought on a particular topic. Mm. Let's have one of our regular writers or one of our kind of, you know, long-standing writers go in and do a deeper dive into this topic mm. and find out people who know more than us mm. <laughs> and then showcase their knowledge. Because mm. Part of the thing about witchcraft that you know I've I've learned over the past couple of years is that there is this perception, or there's two different camps, I suppose, that there's sort of older, wiser women that have their craft or have their practice, and it's sort of dying out because they aren't sharing it, and there isn't a forum to mm. sort of put put this knowledge. Um, and there's the other side of the coin that there's this whole new generation of young witches that are sort of tagged to those millennials that mm. are sort of ruining the craft or even. It's how do we merge those and how do we mm. combine them so that we can preserve those old practices and educate newer witches who are sort of at the beginning of their journey and still figuring out mm. what their path is and what that looks like. Combining those two practices just to preserve and educate. Mm. And you know, I think whether that's witchcraft or politics or anything in the world, I think it's a really important position to have mm. in that mm. our platform is there to merge those groups and different camps and 
really I think that's one of the most important parts of witchcraft Mm. is that community Mm. and sharing because Mm. we learn from each other Mm. and we Mm. pick up technique and we pick up wisdom from each other and it's you know it's one thing having that on social media but it's another having a glossy sort of beautiful thing that you can feel and you can you can hold and you can keep um some people call it old-fashioned but the majority of our readers always Mm. comment on the fact that you can pick up a magazine and the first thing people do is smell it mm. and go through the pages and you know they love they love that physical thing and people say print is a dying breed bring it back it's much like witchcraft yeah. you know you have to preserve the things of mm. value and mm. books recipes magazines they are a thing of you know value mm. like vinyl <laughs> we have to we have to look yeah. after it and we have to make sure mm. it's so present mm. Mm. and it is like giving yourself a gift isn't it your magazine is absolutely stunning and it is a bit of a self-care gift for yourself Mm. and it's Mm. seasonal Mm. there is that Mm. I imagine people can't wait for (laughs) magazines to come through the post I I actually do get quite a lot of emails saying when's it coming you know (laughs) are you sending it out soon Um, but it is lovely and 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 what we found is that the community and in general are really supportive and kind people they care um you know we, we've discussed with you that uh, uh we've had a really rough three months um recently where my mother died unexpectedly and yeah. people have just reached out and i've had the most amazing messages and cards and support and offer of help um but then that's the way we are um I will often be on social media, sort of on WhatsApp, sort of chatting to a couple of people who are struggling personally and just want someone to talk mm-hmm. to. And that's what we're about. You know, we we care. Um, so we're not like the traditional magazine company that produces something and and they don't care about the community necessarily that they're, they're well, the looking after. We, we have a direct line to our community. Yes. And- the content that goes in the magazine is shaped by that community. Yes. Um, so if you have a question or if we don't, mm. we receive mm. a sort of, we want an article on this, that's what we create. You mm. know, it's in our interest to mm. have, you know, an open conversation that ensures that if there's a topic that you're going to want to learn more about, odds are, so do we. So mm. <laughs> we'll write about yeah, it. Um, mm. And, you know, you generally nine you know nine times out of ten mm. the majority of people are so empathetic and so kind mm. and just have lovely souls and yes. to create a network of people that have that amazing energy and have it all in one place mm. is just such it's such a rewarding business it is you know? yeah <laughs> and it's it just breaks the stereotype isn't it that old myths of the witch and they are myths they probably were never even true back then and the reality is that it's just art and um, heart opened people. Mm. Out of interest, when people do contact you, what kind of thing do you find people ask quite regularly? Is there a regular, we always got now, like you know what's coming, or is it always different? I mean, back, it's always different. But mm. back in my day, and I think this is why we sort of started our back to basics um, section of the magazine, I would always get. I'm new to this and mm. I don't know my left from my right. I'm, I just did that the wrong way around as well. My mm. left to my right. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know where to start. There's so much to cover. Where do I begin? And I would receive that question a lot mm. equally. Um, I'm a new witch. I'm in this particular part of the globe. I want to connect to other people. Where do I find them? 
Mm. And the beauty of the magazine yeah. and with social media is that, you know, we, we always tag all of our writers and mm. illustrators and photographers. And you know, within the magazine itself, we we use Instagram handles mm. so that you can directly get in touch with a writer mm. to share your thoughts or ideas. And that in turn, you know, in mm. itself creates lovely network. And mm. oh, you know, so and so is a writer from New Orleans. Okay, great, let's connect with them. Or, you know, we've got these people from the UK that are writing about this. And often, I mean, I, I can't speak for now, um, but often it is, I'm new to this, help me mm. so much to to go through. Uh, where do I start? Yeah. And you know, the answer to that varies, but often it's, you know, what, what comes to you? What speaks out to you? And, you know, why did you get into this in the first place? And sometimes it's just having somebody there to ask some questions, not necessarily give answers, but... Mm just to be there to sort of have a back and forth conversation with mm. um, but you know that was that was back in my day it might be different now no it's the same now you know I'm a baby witch and um, I need help in this particular area can you advise me please so um, yes it's 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 still the same today because we don't know everything about everything and nobody possibly yeah, can nobody so and, and and I think also um, it's important to share that with them to say actually it doesn't matter it's the fact that you want to know more um and we encourage that and help and support that and embrace that really yeah you know that was one of my questions coming up if somebody is new to witchcraft like you phrased the baby <laughs> what would be your suggestions what should they do first or how can they begin well I can answer that one to start Go with on. <laughs> um I would say you can't do everything all at once you can't find out everything so therefore what are you drawn to? You know, is it tarot? Is it horoscopes? Is it crystals? Is it whatever it is? And start to find out about that particular field. And then when you feel that you've got to the level of detail that you want from that, then move on to something else. Um, Witches Magazine is great because it's got a bit of everything. So, you know, you can have a, a sort of a, a, a short delve into different aspects. But is there something that particularly interests you? Um, and then use the web, use books, um, festivals. Um, we now go to an amazing festival called the Pagan and Witches Festival, which takes place twice a year in the UK. Um, in May, we've just come back from one and another one in September. And that's a wonderful introduction for people because they have all sorts of courses. They have talks. Um, they've got all of the different stalls. Yeah. Um, all the crystals you could possibly want. Yes, and learn how to do different things and something like that. You know, we would encourage people to go to that um, to find out and see what, what interests them and then find out more. Yes, I think I'd also say that you know, a lot of witchcraft is about uh, these days. The narrative is that it's about resources, and you to go and obtain these things or find these things in order to do a spell or to, to do this ritual or, or whatever that may be. Um, my first piece of advice really would be, you know, before you go out and spend money on various crystals or or whatever that may be, spend time outside spend time in nature sit mm. and meditate mm. bring that into your practice you know you don't need to splurge or yeah, as much mm. as it's lovely and um, mm. I'm guilty of it my van is full of rocks and crystals and shells and whatnot but you don't need to splurge on mm. expensive resources if you're just beginning this sometimes just you know one good book that you're particularly drawn mm. to mm. and spending time outside whether something that I like to incorporate into my life just lifestyle wise anyway is meditation and mindfulness 
but B is cold water immersion and, you know, swimming, sea swimming, because yeah. just the physical, you know, process of taking away your kit off and getting in the sea or getting into a river, that to me is, is a practice and that mm. to me is mm. part of mm. reconnecting with nature. And mm. sometimes it can be something as simple as that, that, you know, I can be in the water and think, going to set an intention for this day or I'm, I'm going to approach this differently and it often realigns my body with what my brain mm. is thinking and you know that doesn't cost anything mm. and it, with the cost of living crisis in the UK at the moment yeah. <laughs> all of the free witchy things that we can do I, you know mm. you just you just got to get into it and give it a try really. Mm. That is so true because the reconnection that comes that's free isn't it it's mm. just spending mm. that time mm. can we acknowledge where you guys are based because that <laughs> must be a massive inspiration <laughs> for this I was going to say I uh, yes I'm in Devon and uh, Ellen's I mean, in Cornwall there's a rivalry between <laughs> <laughs> Classic. start that off but the magazine was founded in Cornwall and that that route and that that means a great deal to me because there is a huge witchcraft sort of scene in Cornwall with mm. all sorts of different historical sites. You've got Tintagel as a place, yes. which is mm. if you if, if any of the listeners get a chance to go down to Cornwall this summer, along with all of the other tourists, Tintagel would one hundred percent be the place to visit because mm. it is just the witch capital of Cornwall. Mm. But I am so ridiculously blessed to be able to live a lifestyle where you know I can I live in my van. Um, mm. I live most of you know spend a lot of my time outside by the sea in woodlands um, by rivers, and that is a privilege. That's a very you know it's different mm. to being in a city. It's mm. greatly mm. different. But you know there are ways even if you know going to your local park. Yeah, most major cities across the world have one area that is you know green space whether that and with water features it doesn't have mm. to be a river it can be a fountain mm. um and equally there are a lot of spaces across the uk and I, I can't speak for worldwide but there are huge focuses on rewilding so yeah. certain areas are mm. left uh to sort of re- recover their ecosystem and that i find is a much more authentic place to spend time because you've got all the wildflowers and the mm. nature and the bees and the butterflies and mm that to me the, the, the space is sort of it's more natural than a, a mm. manufactured sort of I don't know park that is pruned mm. and proper and it's it's different but yes uh Cornwall's where it's founded Devon's where it is now uh, <laughs> equally as beautiful but uh Cornwall is definitely uh in my book it, it's it's where the magazine is from and that's its roots so that's the important part <laughs> <laughs> I love that. There is a competition, isn't there? Anyone overseas right now, like, what, what's this? There is a, yeah, in a good way. In a good, both places are the most stunning locations. Okay, so can we talk about your own journey? I, I, we haven't found out yet if you would officially say that you really do sit in the witch. You know, if you would say you're witches now, or if you are supporting those who say they are but it would be interesting to know has this took you on your own journey and what you're interested in now from it definitely definitely um for me I I would put my hands up and say initially not at all um Mm. I've always been I hadn't you know hindsight's a wonderful thing and you sort of put the puzzle pieces together yeah as you get older but um I've always been very intuitive I've always listened to my gut I always spend a lot of time talking to myself and without realizing sort of setting intentions not in a crazy way (laughs) most of the time um 
but I, I when I first approached this no not at all but the more that I learned about witchcraft and the more people that I met and spent time with the more I thought my god yeah these are my people um I found mm-hmm. my tribe um and it, it did take a couple of years even mm-hmm. of doing the magazine um to come to terms with that uh, but equally, uh, you know, I'm I'm a traveller. I've just got back from you know, a nine-month backpacking trip across the world. And that in itself has been sort of a practice for me in terms of the lessons that I've learned from that and how I've sort of approached that and what I've taken from it. I think tr- I always try to live in a very authentic and honest way, whatever that looks like. And I think I carry or have always carried a lot of witchy practices with me subconsciously, mm. you know, whether I've realised it or not. But as I've grown older, 100%, yes. I mean, like, of course, I live in a van uh, for a start. I'm naturally going to be a little bit wacky and a bit out there. Love but <laughs> for me, you know, it's always been about nature and working with animals mm. and that sort of energy. Um, mm. And without realising it, I suppose, as I've, as I've got older, mm. definitely. Um, I'd say I'm very eclectic. There is no set sort of program that I follow. Um, there's no one path, but my existence essentially is about is about gratitude, is about needing very little to be happy. Um, mm-hmm. Having done the corporate sort of lifestyle for a while, and you know, not realizing just how miserable I was with more. A lot of it has been cutting as much of that out as possible and trying to be as authentic and honest with myself as possible. Um, and a lot of that stems from witchcraft practices. Um, I like to spend a lot of time, like I say, in the water, in the sea. I think I might have been a mermaid at one point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, surprise me. <laughs> but a lot of my life revolves around the cycles of the seasons, not just the magazine, but a lot of uh, my time is spent you know, in the water or walking around barefoot, you know, and I like to really connect with nature and that's that's a huge part of my existence. And that to me is witchcraft. I, you know, like I say, my van is crammed full of, of crystals. I do set intentions. I spend a lot of time meditating. Um, I like to be mindful, whatever that means in this era. Um, and I like to sort of acknowledge where I am hormonally with the cycles of the moon because that plays a huge role in my mood and how I'm feeling and to some that might be quite a limited practice to others that might be quite crazy but that's sort of where I'm practice yeah it's um eclectic is the word I'd use I'm constantly bringing different sort of approaches into my life um but I'm a true believer and there's no right or wrong there's no set way and whatever like we said earlier witchcraft is a very broad umbrella mm. and it means very different things to different people and to me it's it's being a part of the world that we live in and being present with that mm. so many people walk around with their heads down on their smartphones mm, yeah. not actually acknowledging that you know we're mm. on this planet mm. and we have to look after it and we have to get up every day with gratitude for the fact that we are here and also a mindset of how can I make it better <laughs> it's so interesting what you're saying is like manifesting wellness abundance what people don't realize is we you know yes it's witchcraft and it's also obviously manifestation and abundance right now is like a it's a very fashionable word isn't it and they don't realize it comes from the magic yes. of witchcraft back in the day mm-hmm. as does wellness and the the wise women suggesting this and um, 
you're reminding me of how I feel. Sometimes people come to me because I'll run moon ceremonies, Sabbath ceremonies. They're like, so are you a witch? And I never feel I can just say yes, because it's like, no, I just feel like I'm just being me. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, thank you. You've been, mm, yes, you, mm, you yeah. summed it up it, exactly. And it's quite a heavy term. And mm. it's quite a, you know, in, in, not in a negative, in a neutral way, it, it, it's just quite a heavy term. And sometimes I feel as though, even though, you know, we run a witches magazine, sometimes I don't feel qualified enough to say, yes, I am. Mm. And that notion, like you say, is, is quite silly, really, because it can yeah. be whatever you want it to be and yeah, whatever that means to the individual is entirely personal um so yes I, I can completely resonate with that and mm. you've, yeah mm. you've mm. summed it up far mm. better than I have so yeah thank you. <laughs> oh, no I like I liked your answer it's just listening to you I'm like also understanding how I feel because I never just say yes I'd like to just start saying yes I am and I'm very proud of it but I find I'm like <laughs> I've always been like that, so mm, it's yeah. not a label. Mm. Laura, similar taste. Well, I was going to say things. Well, I was going to say ditto. Um, only um, I did the corporate thing for far too long, uh, for twenty four years, and it was only um, and I was so desperately unhappy. Um, but actually, yes, I, I mean, I'm at one when I'm out in nature, and I'm out in nature every day, um, and I've always been that person that. I've always thought it was determination to make things happen, but it's not. It's about manifesting and it is about intentions and and also um, about being kind to people. Um, yeah. and My mum doesn't like toot her horn enough, but she's the person that everybody goes to for advice and she's the one that sits and listens. And I've got through some right pickles. <laughs> over the years that's what mums do and it's run it's come down you know my Mm. grandmother was the same yeah it's it's come through our family and it's ancestral and it's it's such a strong part of who we are but we genuinely really care about people yeah yeah because people are what make the world go around and you know friendships and even acquaintances yeah they play such a huge role in our society and in our personal lives that to me, it baffles me how, you yeah. know, I, I was in London a couple of days ago, um, and no disrespect to London, but everybody sits with their heads down, not acknowledging each other, mm. and sort of in their own bubbles. Um, whereas we, we we just, we're bred differently. We, you know, we, we talk to people. We talk to anybody, you know, we'll be in the street and if we see someone struggling, yeah. we'll go up to them and say, are you okay? Can we help? You know, <laughs> that's us. Um so it's interesting, and I, I'm exactly the same with the whole witch tag, mm-hmm. um, because again, I don't feel qualified enough because I don't know enough. But I'm learning, and, and you can never know at all. No, you know, at what point do you say you become yeah. a master of something? Yes. I, I don't actually think that that sort of. But you've concept. already acknowledged it that it's such a vast topic. Mm-hmm. It's like the mm-hmm. wisdom of life, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's so mm-hmm. big. Yeah, and it's it's it's. We we both hate materialism mm. and you know the the keeping up with the Joneses and the always having to have the next dress you know and got to have the next dress for the next do that oh, you go to and all that sort yeah. of thing and it's just that's not what life is about life is about making the most of what's available out there already exactly and like and know, sharing yeah exactly and and the small things that yeah. that perhaps to some are quite menial but you know cooking for friends well foraging and then cooking <laughs> oh you do that as well 
I love it. We, we, there's oh. a recipe for it in one of the previous editions, but one of my favourites is a wild garlic pasto mm. pasta. Mm. It's just, it's amazing. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is it's delicious. Um, yeah. But it's stuff like that. And it's it comes back to that sort of wise woman, and you picture it back in the olden days around the campfire of wise women coming yeah. together. Mm. And that strength that comes from unity. Mm. And there's not enough of that. And mm. that stems apart from, you know, from a little bit of my sort of devout feminist attitude in that women in this society are pitted against each other whether that be in competition for a job in competition for a man or looking a certain way it's been pushed into us by society to sort of resent each other in a way mm-hmm. and that saddens me so mm-hmm. deeply because it goes against that mm-hmm. you know wise women coming together that historical notion that women are stronger when they're on each other's side mm-hmm. when we are on the same team mm-hmm. And yeah. that's part of where my practice comes from in that I make a try so hard to make a real habit mm. of picking everybody up and saying, no, no, come on, we're, we're fighting on the same team here. Mm. And that to me, in some way, that's witchcraft. And mm. that's what it's about. <laughs> I love that. And I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> that's on exactly the result you'd like. So I'm sure you're seeing it. It'd be interesting to know literally what you are seeing, but... From my angle, it feels like people are really waking up to these concepts, being drawn into it. One like big question mark, like, tell me more, tell me more. What are you experiencing? What are people sharing with you? I would agree with that to an extent. I think it's it's been a long time coming. It's the fact yeah. that I say that with the irony of being the right old age of 23, but it's it's a long time coming. And I think that it's it's not just women women coming together but I think a lot of it also plays in harm with the climate crisis so we're waking up to the fact that the Mm. way that we have been looking after this planet looking after ourselves whether that be physically spiritually mentally Mm. it's not working it's not you know we're heading down a path that really Mm. not the right route and that then sort of filters down through society in lots of different ways so for me um I'm very lucky and, you know, like you say, I live in Cornwall and I live specifically in Falmouth, which is a very politically active, very sort of, I want to say woke for lack of a better term, but very aware. Be woke be proud of being woke. <laughs> I am. <laughs> this is a stereotype of yeah. woke, but woke in a good way, but it's a very aware community where, you know, we have all sorts of fantastic um, zero-waste shops, those mm. sorts of things, mm. lots of independent businesses, mm. women everywhere with armpit hair and tattoos, and it's fantastic. And I love that. And part of the, the problem I then have with that is that I live in a bubble whereby I can wear my entire wardrobe is thrifted or from the charity shop. I do live in a van and live a very alternative sort of lifestyle. And I don't necessarily agree with buying things with plastic on and then you sort of come out of that bubble and you you realize that perhaps the world has got a little bit of a way to go Mm -hmm. but then when you come together to Mm -hmm. various sort of witchy pagan festivals you think Mm -hmm. no no these people are here but we're just sort of all split up into different bubbles at the moment Mm -hmm. and how powerful would it be if we all really came together Mm -hmm. and actually made a difference Mm -hmm. and that for me that gives me a lot of hope Um, Mm -hmm. But that's sort of the same thing with mm. the magazine. And mm. the, it, I was going to say, a, surely things like the magazine bubble. is the way you bring people together. Exactly, mm. exactly. Mm. And we're, we're really lucky that, you know, we have such a diverse readership, you know, globally um, from 
all over the place. It's fantastic. Um, and that brings me hope that it's not just my little pocket of the UK mm. that is gradually starting to wake mm. up to it. Actually, this is happening all over the world. Mm. And it's for the people that read the magazine and engage with it, fantastic. Like they're there and they're they're on that same journey and they're seeing it. But my sort of then mission becomes, well, how do we get everybody else on board as well? aren't you know necessarily aware you know manifesting or living with awareness or mm. you know like you say mm. gratitude and abundance mm. how do we bring those people on board who perhaps aren't quite ready to hear it and I, I battle with this every day because you mm. can't change people they mm. change from from their own will but how can we start sort of drip feeding mm. <laughs> little mm. bits of have you thought about it this way or perhaps you could see the world from from this angle. Mm. And I don't know, I don't have the answers, unfortunately, but we do have a platform and that is the first step. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, can we speak more about the magazine then? Yeah. I would be, I'm sure people would just love to know what it's like to set up a magazine. How does it work? It's such a unique thing that you do. I think a lot of people presume... Like you said, you have to be somewhat a big company in London to mm. be able to mm. undertake something like this. And just for them mm. to understand how you do, I think it would be really inspiring for people. Well, you can really talk more about the day-to-day. Mm. Um, from, a, from a setting up perspective, even though I'm, I'm quite anti it at times, but it does have its uses, social media, mm. Instagram, played a massive part of, of how the magazine came to be. Um, initially, it was very much just a sort of, hyper local magazine and when I first launched the first edition um I relied really heavily on social media to announce that it was even happening mm. um and that actually could have caught on like wildfire I was very lucky in that that was sort of just before the days where the algorithm became almost impossible to be an independent business where your your posts were seen great fun um, isn't it Oh yeah. nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was I was lucky in that regard, but I also I don't think it's all luck. I think that there was a real need for a magazine mm-hmm. uh, of, of this sort of style. Um and we just so happened to sort of get on that ship at the right time and it mm-hmm. off it went. Um mm-hmm. but essentially, yeah, <laughs> when I was running it at university, it was um it was a real challenge because we lived in a tiny flat, my flatmate and I, and I would um create you know magazine we use InDesign um which is an Adobe application you put it all together have you know content from all over the world people submit and you proofread all of your content go through all the images you've got and select select what what obviously what works and what doesn't um and once you've done all the sort of practical bits it's then the physical task of ordering you know a thousand magazines to your tiny two-bedroom <laughs> flat in the middle of nowhere and you know physically doing all of that yourself distributing them we mm. still do that mm. all ourselves we hand hand pack and hand ship everything and mm. we used to have to carry you know 100 magazines at a time up to the post office mm. and walk up the hill back mm. and back and forth to my local post office and you know the chaps in there got quite sick of me after a while <laughs> but you know it's it's a labor of love and it it really is a, a family one-man band kind mm. of business mm. um, Yes, it is interesting because I get so many emails saying, you know, could some somebody from your team please review our book? And I, I just have to go back and say, you know, I'm actually, the I'm the team. team. <laughs> and, you know, um, by the time you've read the magazine and all the articles, you actually don't really want to be reading lots of other books as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, it is. It's a day to day. It's very much um, there's an awful lot of admin. 
because what we've tried to do, um, or I've tried to do over the last three years, is have something that's available to to uh, different options available to people, so they can have an annual print subscription, so they only have to order it once for the year. They could have um, um, a, a quarterly edition. They could have a print edition. They could have a a, a digital edition. They could have a, an annual digital subscription. And now I've got a new offer, which is pay quarterly. Um, but you can order it for a year sort of thing. So it's sort of the admin for, for it actually has got quite sort of quite quite cumbersome. But at the end of the day, yeah, do it for love. Um, I really love and I love the community. I love working with the writers. Um, and every so often something different happens um, in the edition that you've you've got there. Um, we were approached by the Tate Modern and we're going to be doing an exhibition over the summer in London and do you have somebody who could write about the artists and so we got in contact with Ryan who's one of our originals and he he just jumped at the chance and so it's doing something sort of different and something creative and and a different approach to witchcraft um so yes so on on a day-to-day basis I'm I, I I have a very good relationship with Rachel and Jeff at the local village shop come post office um, <laughs> um sometimes i deliver 200 magazines in one go and other days i go every day and just take one in <laughs> um but yeah and have to package them up and order everything that you know everything that goes with it but but yes it is it's um it's very fun <laughs> it is fun it's like in a way it's like playing shops you know when you were a little girl um in in a way i feel very privileged I'm very fortunate that I can do something at my ripe old age that I really do do enjoy, and you almost feel as though you're playing at it because it's your you're it's your child. yeah it's your inner child and and it's your <laughs> and it, it's your passion. So therefore, um, yeah, it's just great fun, great fun. I and also, it's a very good. Oh. To- I was going to say it's very. I was going to say it's a very good talking point at dinner parties and things like that as well. And you know, there are certain people where we live who don't know what we do and, and suddenly they ask oh what are you doing now and I'll tell them and they oh <laughs> and I always sort of finish it with so be careful you know mm. we're the witches <laughs> tread carefully suddenly people are being so much more nicer to you yeah <laughs> just, like, just in case <laughs> that. that'll be... give you a wide berth yes <laughs> exactly they must there must be particular like the deadline of finishing a magazine and then receiving that batch of magazines and then I guess also sending them out in the post yeah seeing them all go yeah what's the what's the big one what's out of those three I think finishing the magazine normally because you, you finish it and then you submit it off to the printers and you've kind of got I don't know, a couple of days of okay that's that done mm, and then you're, you're waiting for them to arrive and that's then stressful because they, they can't just leave them outside because of the weather if it ever rains mm, they mm. can't just drop them off so your life sort of revolves around being available for mm. when it's going to be there um and as soon as they've arrived and you've launched yeah. they're out the door yeah you know so it's um i think for me it was always okay i can sit back for you know five minutes now because i've, I've finished the files they're safe with the printer. The gap, you know, the heat's sort of off for a couple of days before it becomes a bit real. Like it's not your job for a few work. days, mm. yeah. Exactly. Mm. I don't know how to print mm. things. That's your mm. problem, not mine. So. Mm. <laughs> and it is very interesting because you send it off to print and it, it typically takes a couple of weeks for it to arrive through the front door, by which time you're already working on the next edition. So when when it does actually arrive, 
the smell in the sitting room is just amazing because um, I love that smell when you sort of open the books mm. um, and you're looking through it. It's almost as though you're looking through it for the first time because you've moved on to the next one. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. And uh, for me also, I love the festivals because we are primarily, we're primar- primarily web-based, um, but we do have some stockists now um, who take anywhere between six to 30 magazines each um, issue um, dotted around the world. So that's, that's great. Um, But generally speaking, we don't get to see people's faces when they see it for the first time. Um, And to go to the festivals now when people go, Oh, I've heard about you. Oh, and they pick it up and it's, wow, that's incredible. Or the people that you met the previous time who come back and they say, I've got an annual subscription with you now. Thank you so much. We love it. And that's just great. It is great. The last festival we were at, um, which you've mentioned, I've not done a festival before because I've either been at uni or, you know, been working. Mm. Um, So it was was really lovely to go, having started it, to actually see people's reactions, as Mum says. But one lady came up and said, you know, I'm here today, but I've followed you or bought the magazine since you started. And for me, you know, that's mm. a long time to be committed mm. to a publication that has grown and adapted. And, mm. and, you know, to begin with, it was it was it was new and it was sort of still finding its feet. And mm. that meant a great deal to me and to, to see that and to mm. interact with that person. It felt like being mm. a friend, mm. uh, you know, not a, not a customer or a mm. client. Mm. It was mm. really quite special. It's very unique, um, I bet. Very yeah. unique experience. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Very. Deeper than just a normal customer, like you said. Definitely. Mm. okay so I know we've spoken about those new to witchcraft which is lovely I love the fact that maybe I without saying things for you it sounds like you maybe you feel you're new as well to a point or you were certainly in 2019 um I love that because like I was saying before therefore people probably want to feel like they're walking alongside you rather than you're the experts Mm. that are sort of playing and catch up those, though, that we feel we're putting on the pedestal because they've mm. been doing it all their life and it's their thing and they really embrace it. I'm sure they're very much, I mean, I bet they loved it when they saw that you're offering a magazine and it's, <laughs> it's perfect for them. We've done the advice for those who are new. What would you suggest for, as I said, this month I've gone for the topic of modern witchcraft because like you've, and you've, You've literally said why I feel it's modern witchcraft because it's the manifesting. It's the spending more time in nature, moving away maybe from city life a bit more. For those who have always felt a connection to witchcraft, how do you think modern witchcraft would work for them? What would be your advice for them? It's a hard question, I think. It is because I can't speak as somebody Mm. with decades of experience and, and maybe it's naive of me to say, but... Perhaps if it's something that you have you've grown up with or or it's resonated for a longer period of time, the beauty of a new type of witchcraft emerging is that it's precisely that. It's new, it's different. Mm. And being able to sort of completely submerge yourself in, in a different take, or perhaps, you know, re- not necessarily re-educating, but taking time to sort of restart really and approach witchcraft from a newer mindset which mm. is it's just a different way of doing it mm. and equally um another you know when I feel as though I'm an expert in something and there are a very few but a couple of things I'm, I'm a horse rider I've always worked with horses and I work with training horses and for me 
part of my greatest joy of being a quote expert in that field is sharing my knowledge. So being able to educate others and and help those that are starting on their journey. Because mm. when I see a new horse or you know a rescue horse or something for the first time, I learn something new with every meeting, with every sort of different soul that I come across. And I don't ever truly believe that you can be a complete expert and know everything. Slack doesn't work like that. Mm. But for me, part of part of the joy of that is being able to approach a situation with everything that I do know. And then accumulate that one little extra bit of knowledge that I can put in my brain and save for a later date. And I would probably apply, apply that same mentality to witchcraft in that being able to share what I know with people and say, oh, well, have you thought about it this way? Or perhaps you could try this or this particular method or whatever that may be. Having a place to share that, maybe even a magazine to write mm. about it, mm. is a fantastic way to sort of even give back to a community that you've mm. been a part of for so long. And being able to sort of, I mentioned it earlier, but being able to showcase what you do know and keep those perhaps older styles of witchcraft or more traditional, whatever that even means, because it's so mm. broad. But keeping that traditional witchcraft alive and, you know, not, not letting it be run over by the yoga mums and, you know, the, that sort of type of individual. Keeping that tradition alive by sharing it and by educating others is a way to keep educating yourself because, you know, you, you're constantly learning. Mm. Um, through the act of educating, don't know if that makes sense. But and again, it speaking does. is yeah, speaking as someone mm. that's you know younger and haven't been a part of this crowd for as long, that would sort of be the approach I'd like to think I'd take. Mm. Might be completely off, mm. but <laughs> I, I, I wonder if those who are we would deem experts in that field aren't aware that so I've got a surrogate nan my my family passed when I was very young and I've gained this surrogate nan who really brought me into spirituality in my early 20s yeah and from the word go when she started to share I was like this little kid sat there just like tell me everything <laughs> and they probably don't realize that that's what we want we're like just yeah. talk yeah. at me I yeah. just want yeah. to know yeah. 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 There's something so revitalizing about that, being mm. able to mm. speak with passion mm. about something that you mm. know a bit about. Mm. It's Definitely. such an amazing experience. So, yeah. And I mean, when you think about where the majority of, of younger witches sit these days, I mean, even digitally, the social media. And I absolutely love to see sort of older witches who have a more traditional take on a craft sharing what they know mm. on quote modern platforms mm. I think it's wonderful I mm. think it's a way of mm. reconnecting mm. different sort of demographics reconnecting different types mm. of traditions mm. and maybe we need to see more of that maybe that's sort of mm. something that we need mm. to focus on and mm. perhaps you know your listeners mm. of the podcast can sort of say if there are you know older witches that mm. want to you know shout, shout about what they know about mm. or you know mm. if mm. maybe being on Instagram is a bit unknown mm. Maybe writing an article isn't. So it's um yeah sort of yeah. it's finding channels to share. Mm. I mean, that's that's what I would sort of Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, the teacher, the the experienced, knowledgeable witch will get so much out of sharing and having people asking questions that make that actually challenge them as well to yeah. some of potentially to some of their beliefs and um what they know. Um and we do, we have we have one particular writer who um She's written about every possible subject in witchcraft, and I ha probably have about five years worth of articles. We're ready and waiting, and I just choose the appropriate one each each quarter to go in. And because she is, she's so wise, she's so knowledgeable, 
Um, and she gets so much out of it. And she does say, sort of come to me at each edition and say, you know, which one are you going to share this time? Um, which is lovely, really is lovely. Mm. That's lovely as well that she offers it to you, but she gives you like the grace mm. and the ability to be like, you go with what's the mm. right mm. The right one for that moment. Okay, perfect lead into my final question, which is we're using the word community a lot. Everyone's probably listening, going, please can I be part of this community? How do I get involved with this? So could you let us know potentially how people maybe could offer future writing for you if there's a process people go through, but just generally getting involved with your community, ordering the magazine, getting to know other people, all of that would be lovely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the first port of call, I suppose, is to go onto our website, which is magazine.com. Um, there's a section for submissions, which gives guidelines, um, because I have an awful lot of people who send me 4,000 word articles. And, you know, if I put all of those in, there would be very few going in. So there's words. Mm. It has to be your own original work. Um, with photography, for example, um, we advise on how to send it to us. Um, and from there, yeah, email it, uh, which is mag at outlook.com. And it comes to me. So <laughs> when I'm creating the magazine, I might not respond that day, but I try to get back to everybody within a couple of days just to say what I think. Um, and many people actually ask me as well, uh, what would you like me to write about? Mm. And my reaction to that is write about something that you're passionate about because I could ask you to write about something that you know nothing about, in which case you've got to go and research it and you might not actually, it might not be your thing. Um, so write about something that resonates with you. Um, and then That's usually the passion thing. comes through. Um, and no, I will try and fit as be, much. Sorry, I was going to say, Ellen, from your background and your degree, you must resonate with that. Go for the topics you love. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, my my background was more broadcast journalism, so mm. sort of tell the stories that are there. Um, but in terms of more sort of feature writing and, and magazine writing, yeah, if you've got subject knowledge or you know expertise mm. on something, mm. for sure, it, mm. it, like you say, it mm. makes far more sense to mm. talk about what you know and with passion and share that than to just sort of, oh, I'll, I'll pick that mm. and I'll do. Mm. Um, we can feel that passion mm. I bet you can so that's that's what will hook us and yes what sounds mm. yeah. and we we try to um put in a couple of personal stories of um what witchcraft means to the, 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 the writer or how they've come to witchcraft or how it's helped them and I think those really go down very well because it makes the new witches the baby witches realize that they're not alone and yeah. that you know that it's not always a positive experience at the time but you know you get through it and you get to the next stage and so yes but it is I mean and we cover so many different su subjects um from crystals to spells to rituals um being a worldwide magazine uh we like to have stories from people in in foreign climes um the cultural aspect you know history of mm -hmm. witchcraft in different countries or different aspects of witchcraft in their countries um which people are interested in um okay. or tend to be so yeah yeah the only thing is don't give us horoscopes or tarot readings because we've got two people already who do that and um and they love that but again you see uh, there was a time a couple of years ago when um 
our horoscope lady had to move on. And I, I basically reached out to the community to say, do you know anybody that would be interested in doing it for us? And, you know, within days we had a replacement, which is great. So again, That's part so of the supportive community thing. So, and how could people generally get involved with the community? Best is through Instagram, I'd say. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, Witches Magazine. And any questions, people often sort of send us messages and we'll hook them up with people that can mm. answer it. Mm. Um, but most of our content is mm. is Instagram. Equally, we have a mailing list for emails. So if when you, when you order a copy, you can sign up to our mailing list mm. and we'll sort of highlight when editions are coming out. That's mm. sort of thing, many mm. general updates, but primarily mm. Instagram. Mm. Brilliant. It's, been it's only me. <laughs> yes. Well, do you know what? When you just said to me that you get back in a few days to people, I'm like, whoa, yeah. that's impressive. I'd be like, I did you for me in the month. <laughs> that's brilliant. Well done, you. Mm. Okay, guys, it's been really lovely speaking to you. Thank you so much. And the dynamic between you both and you know the background of the magazine i hope it just grows and grows and grows and you deserve it honestly i will be posting on my instagram as well exactly what your magazine's look you. like stunning wishing you. you all the best please stay in contact keep us updated yeah, sure. with what you're doing and uh, for everybody listening everything we've just spoken about will be in the bio and i will see everybody next week